It's been a while. Time it's to get back on the old iron horse. <laughs> it's crazy. I go to work at like 630 in the morning and people are just on their motorcycles in residential <laughs> neighborhoods. Just like, where are they going to work, dude? <laughs> Motorcycles? I yes, guess so. I uh, work at the insurance store and I'm taking my motorcycle to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my Harley. The insurance store. Kara, <laughs> uh, welcome back. Yeah, thank you. You too. Yeah, well, thanks. It's Pillows on the Windows, a movie podcast about film. Pillowspodcast at gmail.com is our email address, of course. Kara, um, I have a question for you regarding the Matrix Trilogy Blu ray you so kindly uh, got from the BTS edition. Um, Pray tell. Say you were going to organize your movie collection by <laughs> release date. Where would you put uh, a multi-movie disc? Like, say, the Matrix trilogy or the Ghostbusters 1 and Ghostbusters 2, but not <laughs> Ghostbusters 3 set. Okay, so I know that the Matrix is all in one. The Ghostbusters is also a box set. I think they're just slapping movies onto one disc, if I had to guess. Okay, but I'm saying, like, it's not like you own two separate discs. No, it's just like you go to Walmart and you're like, oh, Ghostbusters, I remember that. And then it's both movies. Yeah, so what you're going to do is you're going to put it in the order of the earliest released movie. So Matrix 1, whenever that came out, that's when it slotted in. I could not disagree with you more, Carly. And I was thinking (laughs) about this today and I was hoping you would say the opposite. But you went for the devil's choice. (laughs) No, yeah, come on. Here's my reason. You're pointing at the end? Yes, because no. the year The Matrix 1 came out, none of the other movies on that disc existed. I don't care. <laughs> okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> well, it's because, like, okay, so what I'm thinking is, like, I'm looking at the collection. I'm like, oh, what a year. What year did The Matrix come out? 1999. What a year 1999 was. Oh, The Matrix came out. And then in my mind, I can be like, oh, and those were some nice movies after it. Moving on. Kai, remember Y2K, dude? No. Do you remember <laughs> really. Hit Clips? It was such a fun idea. Is that the little music thing? Yeah. You can get yeah. uh, Bewitched to Say La Vie <laughs> as a Hit Clip. And all I it is. Just thinking about Say La Vie. <laughs> it's just the girl at the beginning saying, Some people say I look like me, da. <laughs> and it's just a little Hit Clip with that on it. How yeah. much would you pay? None. Okay. Carl, you want to talk about some movies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay where would you like to start should we get the bad one out of the way uh which one? Oh, uh-huh. i have no idea what we watch besides the bad one yeah. i can't recall is the bad one ghibli yeah okay let's talk about that uh i only watched like okay. uh, half would be generous it was probably okay. like four forty percent i watched the whole thing Ooh, oh, i took a one bath in the cat returns 2002 um Here's what I think happened, Car. Hmm. I think they got a get out of jail free card with Spirited Away and then they cashed it in immediately. Cat returns. But I feel like they probably had that before Spirited Away, right? Like Princess Mononoke. Sure. Feels like, like okay, so the podcast that I was referencing when we were talking about Spirited Away <laughs> is Blank Check, which the that's the exact conceit of it. It's like <laughs> okay. a director makes like... A movie that has a lot of success and then they can do whatever they want. Right. And I feel like Princess Mononoke was like, 
Oh, so, I mean, like, he had once before that, but, like, uh, so much success, did Spirit Away, that was wonderful. Obviously, we're talking about Studio Ghibli and not just Miyazaki, but I don't know. This just you. seems like someone made the wrong choice and gave, who made this one? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Because it, it doesn't seem high budget, right? It seems really no. low budget. It feels like a kid's movie. It feels like some family video free kids VHS section yes. business. Uh, extremely poorly directed, this movie. I, everything about it is bad, honestly. Yeah. Like, I can't think of anything redeemable. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's just so many, like, mid- distance shots of people in a beige room <laughs> yeah you can do card the beauty of animation have you ever held a pencil i have you can make your dreams reality on the screen Ooh, and their dream okay. was anne hathaway kind of being hot for this cat and then <laughs> like asking herself eight thousand times am i am i more comfortable as a cat oh she God. asks herself that a lot yeah. The answer is I apparently mean, no, even though all signs point to yes. Oh, the end is that she goes back to being a girl? Yes, it is. Spoiler. Is she a cat for the second half of the movie? She, in sort of a creepy fashion, whenever she's like turned on by the cat, she becomes slightly oh, no. more of a cat. Because like the barren cat kind of like rescues her at one point and is cradling her in his oh, arms. No. And then she's staring at him and she thinks... Would I be more comfortable as a cat? And then she grows whiskers. Oh, God. It's like she's getting an erection from her face via cat anatomy. Oh, God. This. Yeah, I hate it. I really do. I think this is the worst. I like knew it was going to be bad, both because of what you'd said and like just general understanding about it. Mm hmm. And then I started and I was like, oh, my God, this movie looks so bad. It does look really bad. It and uh, I was like, huh? Well, it's kind of. The style is kind of reminiscent of the Digimon movie, which is that's a whole other conversation. But I <laughs> love the way the Digimon movie looks. Um, this is like the bad version of that, but it, it's of that era that I really like. Well, what's the difference between good and bad with this? Like, what would make mm. it good? There's like just like the line weights in the Digimon movie, because that's like the Digimon movie is like this horrible corporate amalgamation of like four different Digimon like half hour movies that they added Smash Mouth to or something <laughs> and none of it makes any sense but the actual original animation is like incredible uh, hmm. this looks very rotoscoped to me don't know what that means Um, like they were tracing over live uh, footage kind of huh. where people are kind of moving not in a way you would animate a figure, but like maybe you're like tracing over a figure. And I don't, I don't have anything against rotoscoped animation. I just think this movie looks really janky. And I think that might have something to do with it, possibly. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. It just looks like so low effort, like no one tried. Yes, the beige rooms. <laughs> well, it's like it. Uh, the thing I'm going to talk about, I guess, is all from the second half of the movie, but there's no journey to this movie. Mm. It's so short. First of all, it's like an hour long. Thank um, God. Yeah. Uh, but like she goes to Cat World 
And then she's in like a cat castle. But again, that's just beige rooms. And then the whole movie from that point on is we have to get you back to the human world. But all that involves is a setting that they go to. Like they have mm. to get through an obstacle. And then they do that and the movie's over. Like there's no like Spirited Away takes place in one location, but it's just like this this buffet of different yeah. environs and all this imaginative stuff going on. This is not that at all. Yeah, honestly, like from you mentioning that this feels like a straight to VHS, there is a chance I would have liked this as a kid. Like it does feel like we could have picked it up at our local VHS place, popped it in and we would be like, oh, that was really actually fun. And I liked the kiddies. (laughs) Because you would have no sense of like pedigree or, you know, this. Yeah. If I was a kid, this movie could have been from 40 years ago or. Right. 10 years from now and I wouldn't have any idea. I'd just be like, oh, this is crazy. Whatever. Yeah. And now I'm into yeah. cat girls. <laughs> well, it's just like, yeah, we know what Studio Ghibli can be. And this is just like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's part of it at all, at all, except no. for the Baron being in that other movie. Right. Because, well, yeah. Uh, even the worst Studio Ghibli up until this point has felt like part of a lineage yes me. yeah and this does not at all which is kind of fun like it's kind yeah. of fun that they screwed up big time or i guess like not even big time because seemingly people like this movie but like yeah uh, i don't know it, it's fun that there's one that just doesn't make sense and it's bad and like right <laughs> but seventy thousand people have still seen it on letterboxd you know? <laughs> yeah. like what are you what? i <laughs> I assume anyone who watches a Studio Ghibli movie at some point is just like, well, I have to watch them all. I have to go through and I have to watch them all. Because I don't understand otherwise how this many people would end up watching The Cat Returns. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, Did you think about 1Q84 when you were watching this? Um, I thought about 1Q84 when it showed up on a bookshelf in a different movie we watched. Oh, it did show up in a bookshelf. Yes. (laughs) But... uh, I got way stronger Murakami vibes from the previous movie, whatever it was called, Whisper of the Heart. Oh, uh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's true. Because this is like, I get what you're, I get where you're coming from with that, but this is like not at all like the cat village. This is, she goes to cat world and like, you know, right. is crushing like, on it's crushing Like It's not the vibe at all, but it is like sort of the premise. You know what I mean? Like there's no similarity in like a feeling of mystery or danger or confusion. (laughs) It's just like, oh, in both things, there's like a cat world. Well, I want to try to. I want to be able to think about this movie, not that I really want to, but as this kind of like coming of age, like puberty tale type thing. But even in that context, it doesn't work. But that's like the only charitable reading I could think of for this movie where it's at all interesting. It's like, you know, she's realizing things about herself through this journey, but they don't take that far enough. But I guess taking that far enough would be really gross. So it's probably good that they didn't. But I don't know who this movie's for, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, like, this might be just because I only watched the first part, but like, it feels like this girl could be three or 17. Yeah. Like there's it doesn't matter where she's at in her life at all. It's just right. like, yeah. And I didn't like Whisper of the Heart at all, but I had a much better understanding of that main character and where right. she was at in life and what was going on. Plus country roads. 
Yeah, let's not talk about that movie ever again. <laughs> well, thanks, Carly Turns. Do you know what our next Ghibli is? No, I don't actually. Mm, do you? I don't. Okay, let me do some tippy tap. Okay, I'll just uh, this La Colombe uh, oat milk draft latte is actually very good. Ooh. Okay, uh, here we go, and we're scrolling. We watch that. Oh, Howls! That'll be interesting. Oh. I'm not a big fan of Howl's Moving Castle. I'll just put that out there right now, and uh, you we can create. Deal with that Maybe one. you'll like it this time. No, I've seen it multiple times. <laughs> uh, I like Billy Crystal, and that's about it. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. Where would you like to go from here, Kai? We're like we're past halfway by a few now. That's good. I like this journey, but I'm glad that it has an end point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I could not do this forever. I need no, to know yeah. that it's going to end. Right. It sucks that we're going to have to end it on the really bad one. Um, Not if we take a long break or something. Maybe <laughs> he's making one about a caterpillar or something. <laughs> yeah, that sounds kind of nice. Okay. Okay. Uh, what else did we watch? Miami Vice and Enough Said. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, I don't care. Which one? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Miami Vice, I guess. Okay. I was so frustrated by this movie car. Okay. Is it because you can't tell what's going on? It's because I can't tell what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love Michael Mann's heat. Yes. I just need to say that at the beginning of this conversation. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, mm -hmm. I love Michael Mann's style. Mm -hmm. I like his nocturnal depressive action movies quite a bit. Yeah. He's very good at scenes where someone is driving at night and thinking about something. Yeah. Um, I found Miami Vice to, like, confront and be defeated by all of those ideas or something. Um, mm. And I had a really tough time with it. I was into it for, like, the first half hour, and then I fell off pretty hard. Hmm. Yeah, this is a tough one because, like, I don't get the plot. And right. I didn't even really feel, um, save for, like, a couple moments, I didn't feel a lot of, like, like, I wasn't nervous at the parts where I thought I should be nervous. <laughs> right. But yeah. I just loved the mood. Like, mm -hmm. it was a really, really fun mood to just sit in for, like, two hours and some amount of time. Yeah, it's long. And, like, <laughs> that's created by the visuals. That's yeah. created by, like, a, how the actors and the scenes that they choose and all of this stuff. Like, it's a really good experience, I think. But it didn't, like, function as a movie in a traditional way to me. Yeah, like, I don't... There was no... Um... Uh, peaks and valleys going on right. at some point anyway like uh, I think the romance is supposed to be kind of this major central part of it but I was left so kind of bored by that relationship um, I felt like there was some aspect there that I wasn't understanding or something um, mm. or I I hoped there was because otherwise it just seems so <laughs> rote this like doomed romance between and there's, it's it's weird because like Colin Farrell's character is, I think, supposed to be like multifaceted, but you don't really get a sense of that in the movie so much because it's mm. just like he's a cop, but then he's like really good at pretending to be a drug smuggler. 
And then like that never like circles back on itself. I felt like, I don't know. I was, I was really left, like I said, really frustrated by this movie. I just, cause I really wanted to like it because as I've come to understand, this has kind of become like a landmark movie for maybe half a generation younger than me or something mm. like people who saw this, like maybe this is heat to, you know, people a little bit younger than me or something. And I am trying to view it in that light and I just can't do it. It feels like I might be totally off, but it like it doesn't feel quite like heat in that way where like I feel like even people who really like this movie recognize how silly it is. Like yeah. it's really, really, really silly. It is. Yeah. Whereas like heat is so self-serious yeah. and it's just like matter of fact serious that like yeah. I think there is some humor behind the idea that just like every dude loves heat. But like the love of the movie itself is very straightforward, whereas this yeah. is like it's kind of like what I'm saying, where it's like, yeah, I don't know that everything adds up or makes sense or whatever. But like, wow, that was fun. And like, there's cool. Um, They go on boats and stuff. <laughs> they sure do. But yeah. yeah, like, I guess Heat is like a bro movie. Sure. Fine. I Miami Vice does not strike me as a bro movie at all, really. No, not really. Yeah. Because a lot of it is just like Colin Farrell talking sadly to this woman that he loves. Mm -hmm. And there's a storm brewing or something. I kind of wish that like the entire movie was just them. Like maybe it's because that's the only plot I could really follow was like, oh, they're falling in love and that's (laughs) going to be difficult. (laughs) But like I did like their chemistry a lot and stuff. And I like that tension. And like every time it goes to like any other character, I'm just like, I have no clue here. I don't know. And there really aren't any other characters, really. Well, There's a lot of other characters. (laughs) It's just nothing really happens with them. Yeah. Yeah. What and that's what frustrated me because he is so much about these two characters and you just it's just like I understand them completely I feel like like it's just yeah. it is three hours of exploring these two characters and this is two and a half hours of exploring two characters and I just was left completely uh, unaware of what made them tick other than they love each other and yeah and like coke right and drugs are <laughs> bad. Yeah, but they, I don't know. Yeah, he, Colin Farrell looks insane in this movie. It's so good, though. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's perfect. Yeah. Like, everything about how this movie looks is perfect to me. See, I, the digital, I I can't. Oh, I I like that a lot. I can't, I can't with the digital. I'm sorry. Maybe there's a way to do that in a way that I can accept, but it all just looks fake to me. It all just looks like bad i can't handle digital <laughs> i'm the sean b of this podcast like i like it i don't always like digital i really like how this looks like i like the grainy yeah i there's something about the combination of that and like i think the performances are quite good that like really did feel real sometimes in a way that like movies like this almost always don't yeah because like they're always so sleek and like focused and this is just so like not like it really feels like it's a documentary filmmaker watching crazy stuff play out or something yeah um which i feel like really enhanced it for me yeah like that ending shootout feels completely different from the stuff in heat you know even though i think heat has that quality where it's kind of like man on the ground kind of Mm -hmm. 
I like I, I can't compare any movie to the shootout like the Bane Heist and he yeah. I just think that's like one of the best movie scenes ever and this doesn't rise to that but I can recognize that it's different and interesting in that way even if I don't if I didn't think it looked good necessarily no yeah I feel you did you watch the unrated or the yeah I, I think it was the director's cut because it started with the okay. boat race and I think that's the yep, director's yep. cut. and did yeah. you, you got the in the air tonight as well yeah what's going on there car <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I liked all the music and stuff. Like I thought that was really fun, and I thought the vibe was perfect. I don't know. I I don't know. Anytime they started making out, it was like, exactly, exactly. No, I was very, very happy about all that. I was flabbergasted, but okay, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, Michael Mann seems like he knows what he's doing, but this one just didn't hit for me. I, I got to call out one more thing, like yes. something I really, really loved that I've thought about several times since I watched the movie in the I would say like by far the most exciting scene to me is the uh, trailer park or trailer yeah. um, when they're like the assault on the, when she has the gunpoint on yeah. just that woman's line reading of the when she's explaining what's going to happen and I'm she like sort of your brain. But she like goes like, so what's going to happen? And she stops for a second and then she says again, so what's going to happen? And it's just like the coolest choice. It's like someone actually thinking through the yeah. like badass thing they're about to say yeah. before they say it. I love, love, loved it. I thought that was so awesome. And I like that it happens too, where it's like, mm -hmm. here's what's going to happen. And then it happens. And it's like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's awesome. But OK, yeah. I mean, I could just go on about how I don't understand this movie, but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I I would. I think I would like to watch it again, mm -hmm. just to try to understand it now that I know what it is. But I really wish I could see it in a theater, like yeah, in darkness cool. and yeah. loud, and yeah. Michael Mann movies. I feel weird watching when the sun is up. At yeah, all. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, enough sidecar about Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> what, uh, what, how did you, where did enough said come from, Car? What are, um, I've like been meaning to watch it for a while. It was one of those, like, when it came out, it just seems so, uh, what's the right word? Like, unimportant or something, or like, I perceived it to probably be bad. <laughs> and but also, I, like, can't tell you how much I love Julia Louis Dreyfus. I love her so, so, so much. Aww. I like it. Had such a veep run um, and just like love everything about her. Um, yeah. And I don't think I've seen any of Nicole Hall Center's, if that's how you say it, her work, but I know she's like renowned. Um, yeah, so I wanted to dive on in. Ooh. What'd you think? Ooh. So I had such a, like a weird time with it. Okay. And I. I feel like we'll maybe have some of the same reaction to part of this. Like, okay. I really, really liked it. And like, I felt super emotionally impacted by it. Like I cried multiple times in the movie and I don't know. It really got me. I thought the performances were wonderful. I thought, I, yeah, I just think like Julie Louis-Dreyfus was amazing. Gandolfini is absolutely amazing. But it was so much more like acidic than I thought it was going to be. Sure. Like the people are not mm. nice in a way that like rom-com people always are. Yeah. Like in a rom-com, it's like someone makes a mistake, but it's not like 
they don't often feel like real people mistakes. They feel like movie character mistakes where they're like kind of meaningless because mm. you know it'll all work out sort of thing. <laughs> But yeah. this is just like Julia Weed Dreyfus actually just being sort of mean a yeah. lot of the time. Um, so I like came out of it liking it, but feeling like, Ugh, I don't know. And then I was thinking about it more the next day. And I honestly think like her character is just what I'm very afraid of being like. And it cool. just like felt like too close to home where it's like all of her habits are things that I try not to do. Sure. Um, yeah. And then I just thought it, I don't know. Basically I ended really, really liking this movie because it just does feel very real to me in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's like its best quality is that it's not, um, schmaltzy at all that's like very down to earth well yeah and like uh, i think it like actually like it criticize or it like makes it clear like why (laughs) both like why she's being difficult and why that's hard on relationships you know what i like it just feels like this is actually how this kind of stuff plays out you know but i feel like that kind of butts up against the plot and the structure of it where halfway through the movie, I knew where it was going and I was just kind of like, Oh, like I, uh, it doesn't happen a lot, but I was just like, Oh, I guess I just have to keep watching this movie to, you know, like I can already see the end from here. Now I just yeah. got to get there and then, you know, see them be, you know, at their low point where they're terrible to each other. And then, you know, there'll be the upswing at the end. And then it's like, that's how it is. Like it's it's a very formulaic mm-hmm. movie. It's just the way the characters are portrayed are as I think a little more interesting. I think that's exactly right. Which like I think it could either be viewed as a criticism or kind of like the best thing about it. Where yeah. like even aside from just knowing, okay, because this is a rom com, there will be a low point and then it'll hopefully get better at the end. You also know, based on the premise of she is dating someone and also the masseuse to his ex, (laughs) you know that that reveal is going to happen at some point. So, like, you are also counting down the moments until that happens. And God, is that painful when it does? Like, I think that's extremely effective. Um, But I also think that's sort of nice where you're not worrying so much about where it's going to go because you know that you're just worrying about, like, Oh, I want them to be better to each other sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the performances yeah. are fantastic, like you said. Um, yeah. It would be, I would have a hard time imagining this movie. I feel like you would get like Louis C.K. or something and it would just be a complete oh, nightmare. Yeah. I'm just saying, but uh, yeah. obviously, Gandolfini does a fantastic job. And I think, what, what's the initials? JLB. Yeah, she did a really good job, but I I kind of hated her character throughout. So that was tough. Like, I wish it was his movie <laughs> in a way because he's so much easier to root for. I feel like even though it's kind of looking at him from her perspective the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I would uh, hell I'd take a Tony uh, Collette movie. Sure, yeah, that too. She keeps rearranging the furniture. I don't know. She, it's just like uh, Julia was like the least interesting part of the movie, I thought, while also being kind of mean and annoying. So I was like, 
Where's the guy? Bring him back. <laughs> I like it. See, I think she's the most interesting part of the movie, but the most like difficult to get along with. Yeah. Like, I, I also think it's just you don't often get. Uh, there's so many like stupid words associated with this, but like the it's not even like she's a bad person. Like I'm making yeah. her sound like she's truly evil. No, she just like has some bad habits that she can probably fix. Right. Um, but like you don't always get like the complicated woman that's portrayed in a way that isn't like, oh, she's just a maniac or something like this. Just yeah, I don't know. I think it's like interesting and cool to see the main character be a woman who has flaws, um, but isn't like a super villain or something, yeah. you know what I mean? No, it's, um, and I do just, I like, I love the counterbalance of all of that with her daughter going away to school. Like yeah. it just, it, yeah. you get so much perspective on her character from so many different angles. I, yeah, I think the, I think this is one of the best daughter going away to college scenes I've seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like manipulative, like smack you over the head. This is where you cry during the movie scene, but yeah. uh, it was still good at that. So that's good. Yeah, it was good at that. Um, but there's a <laughs> there's a lot of like plot happening there that they don't really follow up on or make good on. I feel like where it's like, well, they make good on it in a way where it's like the other mom comes over and accosts yeah. her for telling her daughter to have sex, which is good that that's in there, I think, because then you, <laughs> when that happens, it's easy to just brush that off. And then the mom yeah. shows up and like says right. what happened. And you're like, Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> in the like daughter's perspective of all of this, where it's like, it's so like, like everyone, Julie, we Dreyfus is just like tricking herself so much where it's like, yeah. Oh, I'm just taking care of this girl. And like the daughter just calls her out and is like, yeah, it's exactly clear what you're doing to yourself <laughs> and to me. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. I, I guess my favorite parts were when obviously these two were together, you know, the main two mm -hmm. or the other couple was also involved in that <laughs> the weird power <laughs> dynamic that was going on there. Those scenes were yeah. all like electrifying. I thought where yeah. you can see these two couples kind of black holes colliding mm -hmm. each other. And that was good. But then yeah. uh, otherwise I, I didn't care to see her like wrestle with uh, the lady, <laughs> the, the poet lady. <laughs> like I don't yeah. that relationship didn't hit for me at all. I think it did a good job of doing the thing where, like, like I feel like I've experienced, like, you just get so, there's, like, a fast friendship and you get so, like, infatuated with the idea of them as a friend. And it's like, oh, I don't know, this actually doesn't make any sense. They just have the <laughs> lifestyle I want or something. And, yeah. 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 I thought that was really effective. But I agree, like, the scenes with her and Gandolfini are, the, like, their brunch date is amazing, I think. Aww, like, yeah. just the idea of, yeah, like, they're hanging out, having a meal, and then, like, go hang out in the backyard just, like, actually feels like what a couple of adults would do. Yes. As a nice, like, get to know each other sort of thing. Definitely. Yeah. I agree. So now, yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'm going to try and watch some more Nicole Hall of Center movies. Sure. Or report back. Was there, like, a standout one that people are like? I don't know. Like, she is one of those names that I know, but, like, I was looking at the filmography and none of them were like, oh, of course, that one movie sort of thing. So, I don't mm. know. Uh, she, uh... Uh, directed, uh, I don't know, none of these movies are familiar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
And that's enough said. <laughs> I feel like you were waiting for me to say that. No, I wasn't. I'm glad you did. Okay. Tara, what else have you been watching? I watched Alien Covenant, first of all. Okay. Are we going to talk about this? Is this happening? Yeah, we have to. Come okay, on. Okay, I'll play the part, the tape from two years ago where you're like, oh, this movie's stupid. Hmm. Tara, okay. what did you think of Alien Covenant? I don't know how to talk about this movie. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Um, okay, so this is the follow-up to Prometheus. <laughs> no! You mean it's the follow-down to Alien? Yeah. it's getting. We're getting closer and closer to the Alien timeline. Finally. So, like, I think... I think we're, like, a... Ugh, gosh, I don't know. It's, like, 40 years or something before... Alien is Prometheus, and now we're like 25 years until Alien or something. Okay, I'm good. I don't know, it doesn't matter. Okay, Um, I'll check the wiki, thanks. (laughs) But we're seeing an American crew. Essentially, (laughs) they're going to go to a planet. Cool, cool. And and they end up changing course and going to the same planet that Prometheus. Don't do that. Um, crashed on because they receive a transmission uh-huh. of the character from Prometheus singing Country Road. Woo! Who's the character from Prometheus? Is it the little worm thing? <laughs> Is it the Elvis impersonator uh, guy in the robe who melts <laughs> no, into the it's earth? The main lady, Charlize Theron. No. Oh, the main lady, the one okay. who has the alien abortion. How does that play out on screen? Is it like, is she like crying while she's singing country? Like, I don't. You see like a fuzzy transmission of it. They're like cool. pulling up a transmission and it's like a. um, Oh, I can't recall what the word is, but it's like a rendering of her. But it's like radio Whoa. static sort of. It, OK, and OK, what? Can you crash course me on like the last five minutes of Prometheus? There's a giant squid thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. So, so basically, she has the alien abortion. Things are going really wrong. <laughs> Her and Charlize are the only ones to make it out. <laughs> and then Charlize dies. I can tell you that much. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and then Charlize dies. So it's the lady left with the head of Michael Fassbender on the planet. <laughs> Right, because it got torn but up. She's by in really bad shape at that point. Like really, right. really bad shape. Is she in this movie or is that a spoiler? Mm. A spoiler. I mean, I'll probably get into spoilers when I'm talking about it. She's dead by the time they show up. Which was a real bummer because I really like that character. Yeah. She was a good like uh, um play on Sigourney, I thought. Yeah. Sigourney yeah. for a new generation. But this movie, Sigourney, is Catherine Waterstone or whatever. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Anywho, so they crash on the planet. It, it is the funniest, like, they truly give no attempt to be careful crashing on this planet. Like, they all <laughs> they just go out do. in. <laughs> I mean, normally I feel like they're going out in their suits. This is like yeah. they're just going out in clothes without any, like, helmet or anything. Right. Make sure your um, ears are clean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then the aliens start to go in their ears and stuff. Um <laughs> And then they find, so there's a Michael Fassbender American version in this. What does that He's mean? He's the new model. Okay. What? American version. I don't know what that means. I think this is Walter. Uh. Or maybe this is David. Anyway, so there's a Michael Fassbender. And then they find the Michael Fassbender from Prometheus. Oh, my God. And 
he's built this insane layer where we find out he's trying to become the creator of aliens um like he he i'm just gonna spoil all of this he like impregnated the character from the last movie with an alien and gave birth to this alien yeah can i just ask real quick what's up is this movie just answering questions nobody asked no, I actually think the conceit of the movie is a really cool one. Okay, like I'm it starts sorry. with this conversation between Guy Pierce and Michael Fassbender, where it's like just the idea of like like Michael Fassbender is like, oh, you created me, but you're gonna die before me. Sure. What should I create? And it, like we just find out that the conceit of it is like, oh, Michael Fassbender wants to make aliens that are cool. Um, so he has this, I think this is the part you might like. He has this lab of like all of these different versions of aliens that he's creating, but it's not like a lab as in like a science lab. It's like a, it's a cave or something. I okay. don't know. Um, and then you get this crazy scene where the two Michael Fassbenders are teaching each other how to play a flute and then they kiss. Car. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Um, and then after that, it's just like a bunch of people dying, dying, dying. They Which, try to get off. Wait, what huh. part of that was the part I was supposed to really like? Was it the flute? The lab. Okay, the lab, the cave. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Let me know when I'm supposed to stop really liking what you're talking about. It's just like the whole thing. It's a really okay. fun movie. I'm not joking. Okay. All right. Um, and then they get back on the ship and there's more battles, alien style. Um, <laughs> Never say that again. Continue. And then there's like the most like obvious twist ending ever, but it's still pretty fun. Car, I just had like a brain spark. Huh? I'm gonna run this past you. Okay. This and Prometheus to me feel like the Jurassic World of the Alien franchise. Unfair. Okay. I haven't seen Jurassic World, but they seem really <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, I think it's also different because like Ridley Scott is making these. Okay. Okay. Not better, just different. Well, I think it's like more pure. It's like not just some guy coming in, snapping up the IP. Like clearly Ridley Scott thinks there's more story to tell and he wants to do it. Yeah. But there was like a timeline where David Fincher took this whole thing and like ran with it. But he was also the Alien 3 director. I know. I I just I don't. Ridley Scott doesn't seem like we should be giving him movie projects at this point, I guess. Yes, it should. Yeah, I want okay. him to. I am hoping because he's getting pretty old. I'm really hoping for oh. one more of these. Sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. Before he dies. Yeah, he's okay. old. OK, if the Mad Max guy can make another Mad Max, I think we're fine. That's right? true. Yeah, honestly, they're in the same category of like, take care of yourself, please. Like, it's funny. Yeah, but also, please make the thing. <laughs> when I think of really Scott, I think of him as like 33. And that's obviously yeah. not true. So I watched a, like okay. one of those fun like, oh, they do a overview of their career videos. He seems like a really cool guy. I got like very good sure. um, vibes from him. I got nothing against really Scott. I just this uh trilogy or whatever it just does not appeal you know is it does this end with the like extremely graphic like uh scene where the bad thing happens to a lot of people no i mean there's like graphic stuff throughout where like aliens are popping out of bodies See, I don't, that's why i actually don't like these is because i can't handle body horror and this yeah. these movies are just like what if we show you body horror but we just like linger on it and it takes a really long time and people go as aliens are popping out of them and I'm like 
I don't, this isn't fun and I don't want to watch this. This isn't. I just I see that's like fun. I think I can't. It's not that I don't think it's fun. It's that it creeps me out and I don't want to watch it. Yeah. No, that's fair. There's a really good one in this where it's the alien popping out of someone's back. Yeah. That's really good. Thanks. Yeah. Is body um, horror car? Yep. Is body horror just like the filmic representation of like cancer, uh, like anxiety? No, I don't think so. That's how it feels to me. That's that's my theory. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, no, I don't think so. Like, it's not about like just like growths or something. But it's about your body doing things that you have no control of and like things growing inside of you and like painful, bad body things happening to you. Yeah. I guess I don't know what else, because obviously it's like this primal fear. I I guess I don't know what else it would, because it's not like I'm going to turn into a fly man, you know, like, I don't know. Body horror is weird. And I yeah, don't like I mean, it. this is like a more reproductive fear, I would argue, than oh, my cancer no. fear. Oh, yeah. I have enough of that already. <laughs> I mean, right? That's, I mean, it's very explicitly about that, like all of the movies. Sure. Have you seen, I forget, have you seen the um, Cameron one? I've only seen Alien and Prometheus. Ooh. You gotta see the Cameron one. It's so Is that fun. four? No, I think it's two, maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Aliens. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Aliens. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Uh, I'll think about it, Car. Come this, on down, visit me. We'll pop in all oh the Blu-rays one after another. <laughs> I don't think this movie franchise is for me, to be completely honest with you. I think this is like the only franchise that's for me. <laughs> <laughs> this one saw, baby. Yeah, Woo! that really feels like it. This is like, and this is the only franchise that's for me that I feel like is like respected. Right, somehow. Yeah. Even, disregarding Prometheus, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Alien 3 and Alien 4 and this movie. <laughs> yeah, I I was trying to think, like, if this is better or worse than Prometheus. I, see, oh. there, there's this thing where, like, I don't get why people think Prometheus is a bad movie. Like, I genuinely don't understand it. I think it's a really good movie. This one I could see mm. why people would think was a bad movie. But I don't think it's bad, actually. <laughs> Oh, that's fair, Car. You can, yeah. you know, that's that's fine. Uh, I guess I'm just saying that on a fundamental level, I don't want to see these movies or think about yeah. them. Yeah, that's fair. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I recommend, like, I <laughs> the first part is painful. Uh, just Danny McBride being in it really yeah. ruins it. I think yeah. that's really what sort of set me off last time. Mm. Um, but other than that, really fun. He really is just like T.J. Miller without the baggage for me, where it's just like, oh, it's that guy. Mm -hmm. See, OK, so T.J. Miller is obviously a very bad person. Yes. Um, but he doesn't bother me in a movie independent of that as much as Danny. Like Danny McBride okay. is just so intolerable, I think. I don't know. <laughs> OK. Yeah. In like any context or just like not a non-comedic context? I would say like any context except for Pineapple Express. OK. Like, I don't really want to see him in any other comedies, I guess. I thought he was like the worst part of Tropic Thunder. I don't think I've seen Tropic Thunder. Okay. Um, <laughs> Car, yeah. have you seen all the alien movies now? Everyone except for the Winona Ryder one. Is that four? Uh, 
it's the one where it's all the clones or whatever. Yeah, I think that's four, but I'm, yeah. I don't think it's called Alien 4. It's like Alien Resurrection or something. Yep, that's it. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I'll watch that soon and I'll report back. Oh, nice. Yeah. Don't make me watch it, please. <laughs> <laughs> I could. No, that's okay. Um, Are you passing the baton card? Throw it over yeah. here. I'm Charlize Theron and Prometheus. Oh, splat. <laughs> we love her. Um, Have you seen Sleepy Hollow Car? I have. Okay. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, I think it's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads me to my uh, thesis here, my TED Talk. Um, okay. Tim Burton gets pooped on all the time, but I think he has more good movies than most directors do. I think he had a hard cutoff. Uh, I haven't seen Giant Eyes or whatever that movie was, so I don't... Oh, I can't, that's okay. It's I an can't okay speak movie. to that. But... I could name like five or six Timber movies I think are good to excellent. And yeah. that's not easy to do for a lot of directors, I feel like. I would agree. Yeah, I don't have anything against Tim Burton. Mm, I roll back the tape. I'm pretty sure we've had this exact conversation. He said, Tim Burton. <laughs> anyway, Tim Burton. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow was uh, pretty good. It had such a cool look to it. It had such a cool atmosphere that I really liked. Yeah, isn't this like... Uh, I'm sure there's like stuff back in my brain. Like there's like mm-hmm, cool mm-hmm. tree stuff. Is yes. that right? Yes. Yeah. There's heads in a tree. Nice. And horses erupting from trees and Ooh. lots of bloody tree stuff going on. That's cool. So it's a lot more like scary and graphic than I thought. I thought this was kind of a kid's movie for some reason. It is hmm. not. It is not a kid's movie in any way. <laughs> so is this the first time you'd seen it? Yes. What made you go down the road? Um, Krista kept telling me that we had watched it together and I kept saying, no, we never did. <laughs> and then so I said, we could just watch it and then we'll for sure know that we watched it. Hmm. And we did. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. Um, there was a time I feel like where Johnny Depp wasn't insufferable and I feel like maybe this was it. And then in like Secret Window maybe came out like the next year and it was like, oh, we're done. <laughs> we left him in too long. Yeah, I mean, I really was on board until, like, again, aside from his personal issues, um, <laughs> Pirates, which are a Pirates plenty. Four. You were like, nope, no more Jack <laughs> I Sparrow. Like I liked the third Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> no, Car, you're yeah. digging this hole even deeper, dude. I'm sorry. They're gonna did. bury you when this gets out, dude. <laughs> Alien Covenant, Pirates Three. God. It's not good for me. <laughs> Not a good look. No. Yeah, I remember him being really good in this. Yeah, well, I mean, he's like Johnny Depp. He's just like the exact same. It's it's never a character. It's always just Johnny Depp. But isn't he like sort of the straight man? Like he's like a detective something? Yeah, he's like, science will tell us the answer. And everyone's mm. like, no, science is fake. <laughs> and then they all get killed. And it turns out science was fake. And Christopher Walken is the headless horseman. And it's crazy. <laughs> it's cool lots of like blood and guts and boobs and penises and (laughs) farting i would imagine and there's just like (laughs) urine it's a pretty cool movie car sleepy hollow yeah and now back to you oh no other commentary Uh, on sleepy hollow yeah what do you want to know i mean Mm -hmm. 
It's like fun turn of the millennium. Like here's we can make CG if you really want to. And then Tim Burton was like, well, maybe we just sprinkle in a little CG. And they're like, well, we really shouldn't do that because it doesn't look very good, Tim. And I know this is going to come out on VHS and people won't be able to tell. But in 20 years, they're going to be watching it on their HDTV OLED 46 inch. And they're going to say, hmm, these tree roots look a little strange, Tim Burton. <laughs> and Tim Burton, you're not going to want to look at your career when this all happens. And he said, go with it. And that was cool. Yeah. And you? Um, I rewatched Little Woman is the last thing. Okay. Um, it's so nice. This movie is so nice. <laughs> it really is. It's kind of just the best. Like, it's so nice. You're, of course, um, talking about 2019, 20, 19? 20, 2019. I think so. Little Women. Yeah, this was also, like, in the, sort of the realm of, like, that last batch of movies I saw pre-pandemic. And, like, I saw it in sort of the best movie theater for this. Like, it's an old movie theater, and there were a bunch of families and kids, and it was cute to see them love Little Women. I was just like... It's such a cozy story and all of the performances are so wonderful. And like, I remember how much I liked Gerwig's uh, screenplay and direction, but it just like stood out even more this time where like just all of the choices that she makes are so impressive and like genius and enhance the story so, so, so much. Um, I don't know. It just like it blew me away again. Uh, I think maybe even more than the first time. And we love Pew, and we love Chalamet, and we, we love Ronan, we love Dern and Odenkirk, okay. etc. Okay, name dropper. Are you, uh, where's your Dune excitement level at, speaking of Oh, Chalamet. I honestly forgot about Dune for a while. Yeah, um, yeah I'm really excited. Okay. I, just, I want all the movies to come out. I'm excited for them. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Where? What's like the big Ronan? Is there like a big upcoming Ronan? That's a really good question. Mm. I have no clue. I don't think she's in Gerwig's next thing, but I could <gasps> be wrong. Because I think Margot is in it. Um, oh. Or is at least the main character. Mm. Mm. Uh, let me see here. Let's see what Saoirse is up to. Okay. I do think like, so Saoirse is obviously amazing in this movie um, because she's a wonderful actress. Oh, well, she was in that um, Hannah Portrait of a Lady on Fire ripoff. Um, True. <laughs> Ammonite, if you will. Um, But I think Florence Pugh like absolutely steals the movie, Um, Mm. which I kind of realized the first time, but it's just so it's just so obvious. Apparent, yeah, she's so freaking good in it. Um, Oh, French French Dispatch is the big thing. Oh, true. But wasn't she in freaking the last one? Hmm. Oh, Grand Budapest. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she was the main lady in that. Yeah, she was. Okay. I don't like that movie that much. I don't either. (laughs) Also, she's in an untitled murder mystery, which is kind of exciting. (laughs) That's that's exactly what I want. Her character name? Get a load of this. Okay. Constable Stalker. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's awesome. uh, Okay. Can people just like freely submit things to Letterboxd or something? Like This is IMDB. Oh, that's even worse. Okay. Like, yeah, uh, here's fun. my project. Here's my thought experiment. What if yeah. she was Constable Stalker? <laughs> Stalker. <laughs> mm. Yeah. No, no, we don't want that. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah. I don't have any questions for you on Little Women. I still have not seen it, so I don't have any idea. You gotta see it. It's I'm, so nice. 
as soon as we're done with the year, I have no interest in seeing like the big year movies I didn't see. But this yet. is like two years ago now. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like the it's just it, there's no nothing pulling. I mean, there's a lot of good movies and bad movies to go watch. Yeah, I just think like this is next time you want a cozy movie, say Never. it's a little bit chillier, it's raining. Never. Pop this one in. Okay, fine. Okay. Speaking of cozy movies, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, I have I I have like five, but I can go quickly <laughs> if that's cool. Yeah. Um, I played all the King Kong games from 1985 <laughs> or Donkey Kong. Sorry. Do five games equal one movie? <laughs> uh, they do in this case because it led to me watching The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters, um, which I, I, I had always heard was a really like standout documentary. And I agree. Hmm. Very well, can you tell me about it? I don't know anything about it. Oh, it's a it's a story as old as time. It's a legendary thing. Um, God, I got to bring up the guy's names because I it's Steve Weeby is like. So basically, uh, Donkey Kong. Right. Mm-hmm. Arcade game. Um, yeah. There's this guy, Billy Mitchell, and he held the record. And Billy Mitchell is a, is a mountain of a man. He's amazing. He has like the sort of swoopy hair. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of like a good analog, almost like a Nicolas Cage-esque quality, um, but much more like, uh, used car salesman type energy. He wears a lot of like American flag clothing. Mm. Um, he has a hot sauce business. There's a lot of (laughs) scenes of him in his hot sauce warehouse, just like fronting or facing bottles of hot sauce. Anyway, Billy Mitchell has the world record for Donkey Kong. Okay. And then the Steve Weeby guy, um, he, I think, gets, like, laid off from his job or something, or he he suffers from kind of, like, uh, performance anxiety. Like, he was a pitcher for hmm. baseball, and it didn't go well because he couldn't, like, perform under pressure. Um, so he's just kind of, like, I think he's unemployed at one point, and he just gets, like, a Donkey Kong arcade cabinet in his garage and he's like you know what i got a lot of time on my hands i'm gonna try to get the world record in donkey kong um so what this movie is is kind of this amazing look at this very insular uh community because there's this website twin galaxies which kind of came into being to kind of be like the definitive uh video game world record kind of tabulation Huh. Location. So there's this actual like referee of video games, uh, Walter Day, and he's like this old guy. <laughs> and he like, you know, there's all this like this movie is just basically this like deep dive into all this politics and just like drama. And Steve Weeby is at this like arcade during this like arcade convention, and Billy Mitchell's like protege is there. And Steve Weeby just like hicks his butt. So then the protege is like going around telling people that like there's a kill screen coming up. And that just means like you're doing really good at the game and it's going to like break the game you're doing so well. So he's like kill screen coming up, kill screen coming up. And he's like on the because he wants to get like this crowd around Steve Weeby in order to okay. like psych him out. Then he's like on the phone with Billy Mitchell the whole time. He's like, yeah, Billy, 
There's this big crowd coming and they're all watching him and he's doing really good. He's up to 980,000 points and Billy Mitchell like shot of Billy Mitchell on a couch, just like looking frustrated. And then there's all this really awesome stuff where like Billy Mitchell recorded himself getting the world record. So he sends the VHS tape in and like, is the VHS tape real? And then you go online because this is all like real stuff that happened. You go online and there's like these discussion threads that go for days and days and days where it's like, I've analyzed the videotape and this is fake. Billy Mitchell is fake because if you emulate the game on your computer, it renders the screen in a certain way. And if you analyze the tape, it's like it's rendering the screen in that way as opposed to the way an arcade cabinet would do it. So then there's like, oh, it is fascinating car. Do like, would someone who doesn't care about or maybe even dislikes video games? Yes. Like this movie? Yes. Really? it's, It's very rarely about the vi- they do like this cute little thing where they're like here's how you're good at donkey kong and that's like cute but like i okay let me rephrase like people who don't like video game mm-hmm. people. people yeah there's an element of this movie that's kind of laughing at those people okay i don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> i don't know like does that feel mean to you or no no because it's not commenting on it at all it's just showing okay. you it Okay, and that's tough to do. It's objective. With sometimes I, this is a very unobjective documentary. I think. Okay. In that it's from Steve Weeby's perspective, basically, and Steve Weeby is portrayed as like this fresh-faced. I'm going to take down Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell's evil type of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of people who will defend Billy Mitchell, but then you get into like, you know, the politics of that. Like, who is defending Billy Mitchell mm-hmm. in the situation? Yeah, it's just it, it's uh, it. It's not just a movie; it's this entire storyline that has continued to evolve past this. That's fun. Uh, it yes, it's a very good documentary. I think. What year did it come out? Two thousand seven. So it's it's very okay. low budget, like handheld camera, like mm. kind of like that Justice <laughs> movie we watched. Oh, almost, okay. Yeah. Where it's just like very low rent. You know. Uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a really good time with it. Interesting. That sounds kind of fun. Yes. Uh, okay. That was that movie. <laughs> Should I just keep going? I can start rallying. Yeah, of that. course. Uh, Friends, the reunion car. Oh, lordy lord. You love Friends. No. <laughs> Why don't people like Friends? I don't get it. Because I think it's bad. I know, but uh, they're all bad. No. <laughs> <sighs> okay, fine. Friends, though, I like Friends. <laughs> <laughs> it is TV comfort food, and I go. And Are you a Joey? <laughs> I am a Chandler, obviously. Could yeah. I be any more of a Chandler? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I like Friends, and this is them cash grabbing their way through a reunion special. Except uh, Matt LeBlanc, Joey, to those in the know, uh, seems genuinely excited about the whole thing the whole time, which was awesome. Oh, so. Like when you started saying that, that sounds like it also could be a bummer if like that's right. Yeah. Like guys, we're back. We're back. And everybody yeah, else is just right. like, yeah, where's my paycheck? Yeah. Um, but it's not a bummer. It's not. It's kind of. Well, the bummer is like witnessing the passage of time before. you. Yeah. God. <laughs> uh, that's kind of hard to deal with. <laughs> uh, and they don't really 
focus on that aspect of it, but it's so ingrained in what this is, which is just, let's bring these people back 20 years later and like have (sighs) them talk about the show. Yeah. Is that, can you tell me the structure of it? Well, it's James Corden, of course, and he's the host and he talked. Oh God. Yeah. It's like a clip show meets. I mean, if you want to break it down, it's a lot of just the cast of friends now viewing clips and then talking about it sort of oh, that's nice. on set. Like if you like friends, which it sounds like some people don't, but if you <laughs> like friends, the first five minutes is pretty heartbreaking because it's just one by one them showing up to the set from the show, you know, 20 years later. Aww. They're all crying and being like, oh, my God, they got the thing that was there. We signed the wall. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I would rather probably just watch a Friends episode or something. <laughs> There's not much uh, of value to it other than the novelty of it. But, you know. Did you learn any fun things? Mm, no, because I'm not really interested in did Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer hook up or whatever. Like, I don't, who cares? <laughs> okay. Uh, that was kind of the meat and potatoes of it. But, you know, they got like... <laughs> They got Elliot Gould back and he's there and he's like, ah, I wasn't friends for a little bit. Okay. It's like, okay, fun. Cool. No Brad, I'm assuming. No Brad. No. Um, sad. Sad Brad. The old, Yeah. I mean, like Matt LeBlanc having a giant smile on his face the entire time was enough for me. I was like, oh, this is okay. awesome. Good yeah. for him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Okay. It didn't, it didn't like make me cry or anything. I was like, oh, okay. These people <laughs> are back. <laughs> How long is it? Uh, it's an hour and 40 minutes, let's say. That long? Yep, 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 yep. Whoa. Yep, yep, I yep, thought yep. hour tops. Nope, 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 nope. Whoa. Oh, wow. Lisa Kudrow okay. a lot. Yeah, Lisa Kudrow seems really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She was probably the second most game person there as far as like, we're having fun instead of yeah. going to work. So I don't know. But it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's also fascinating because like none of these people have careers right now. You know? Uh, Aniston sort of inch swimmer, but not in this context, really, right? Not to that scene, but swimmer. I don't know. He had like the OJ series that was big. Sure, sure. Okay, yeah. I take it back. But it's just like it's not like they took time out of their busy lives to. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not a like maybe it's a chore in that they're having to recognize like their peak was twenty years ago. But on this dumb show that a lot of people hate now. Uh, yeah, I guess it's just kind of this air of desperation to the whole thing that was kind of. Yeah, that's what kind of freaks me out. I have a hard like there's all of those podcasts that are like just people who were in TV shows rehashing that they were in a TV show. And that yeah. that makes me. bombed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you probably wouldn't like the like four table reads that happened in this movie where it's like, OK, do the scene that you were in. Yeah, that really kind of stresses me. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like, are you performing? Are you like in character right now? Because that's weird yeah. to begin with. And uh, Well, anyway, that's Friends of the Union. Um, <sighs> I got two more I need to talk about, Kari, and then I'll let okay. you off the hook. Uh, Popeye. Okay. Robert Altman. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the strangest movie I've ever seen, probably. <laughs> Is this like, I don't know anything about this. Well, it's Robin Williams as Popeye. Okay. It's Shelley Duvall as Olive Oil, which is perfect. Yeah, that is perfect. Perfect. 
casting right there. Um, I could not. I want you to experience this because there's no way I can tell you what it is. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at the letterbox and people are saying this is one of the weirdest movies. <laughs> it is unwatchable. Yeah. It is amazing in that I've never seen a movie like this before. Mm-hmm. It's also my first Robert Altman, so I don't know, maybe his That's movies... That's such a strange first mm-hmm. note to jump in on, I feel. Mm-hmm. It's a... I guess the essence of it is just that all the scenes, there's like 40 extras and they're all doing things mm. while Robin Williams <laughs> kind of just like mumbles to himself. But they had to dub it all in after the fact because he had a pipe in his mouth the whole time. So it's like, yeah. like he's like joking about what's happening, but there's like 20 different things happening. And then it's like yeah. two in a, it's like long. Yeah. Is this for adults or for non-adults? I think it's for everyone, but I think it's children may like it. Okay. Like Harry Nilsson did the soundtrack and the soundtrack is actually pretty good, but it's like, what am I? What? It's so of its time, but it's also unlike anything from that time. So it's just this like <laughs> insane thing that I, I like. I was on a Popeye run there for a while and this feels like the culmination of all those ideas. And it's just a beautiful work of art. Popeye. That's insane. Yeah. It kind of looks like it would be scary to me, but I don't know yes. if that's just like the one image that they chose. Remember those like Popeye or not Popeye, uh, Pinocchio adaptations where there's like 12 yeah. of them and they're all frightening. Yeah. Imagine that, but with Popeye. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do they make his forearms big? Yes, they do. It's really freaky looking because it's just like, mm. you know, Robin Williams, hairy man, like normal <laughs> arms. But he has like these giant inflated like forearms the whole time. Is Shelly Duvall like three feet taller than him? <laughs> <laughs> she's like amazing. Yeah, Shelly Duvall is so cool. Yeah. And she's like yeah. perfect for the role. And she actually like gives it her all and like has songs yeah. that are really good. That she sings and like the music is actually pretty all right in this movie. But uh, oh, yeah, I just can't imagine watching this movie, having no knowledge of or affection for Popeye and getting like any positive vibes from it at all. Mm. It's just and it's a nightmare. And like the baby, (laughs) I don't know. Don't watch Popeye. Cool. (laughs) Um, And we watched Cruella, Carly. We should probably just hit, hit, hit this topic. Okay. I didn't really care for Cruella all that Oh much. my god, here he goes. Um, we got an anti-Emma. <laughs> I'm pro-Emma. Okay. Have you seen La La Land? Kind of. Okay, that's actually reminded me of her performance in La La Land. Because yeah. there's a lot of like her monologuing in a dramatic fashion, which is fun. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, first of all, this movie is over two hours long, which is a crime against humanity. Oh my god. Um, the production is good. Looks okay. good. Sounds good. There's like a new song on the soundtrack every 30 seconds, which is maddening. Where it's like the clashes. Should I stay or should I go now during a chase <sighs> sequence? And then like the chase sequence ends and then it's a different song that you know mm. and love. Is it like, does it actually look good or does it look fine? It looks like a Marvel movie looks Yeah, good. that is what I'm essentially getting at i wonder (sighs) you know you know how movies 
you don't really notice that they all have this dated look to them until after the fact where you can look back at like the late 90s and be like, oh, this is a movie from the late 90s. I feel like yeah. I'm aware of it right now. I've become self-aware that these movies look bad in a way that is very specific to now while it's happening. Well, it's now and it's just like all of these idiots who won't just like shoot movies in real life. <laughs> Where everything's CG. It's actually like really pissing me off. <laughs> well, there's people who shoot movies. They shoot movies I know, still, but like huh? not anything high budget. Like every movie over a certain budget just has to look like horse crap. That's because of budget now. You could shoot a movie for $5. So stupid. But then they get handed eight dollars and they're like well we better throw in a cgi monster or two so annoying okay this would be cool like i guess i don't know anything else about krilla but like if this okay. was like it everything you're explaining to me but it was like shot in real life it sounds like it would be really fun it doesn't look terrible like it, it i don't look, know i like yeah. already got the sense from the trailer that essentially like I was thinking of like Marvel movies. Like, I just yeah. don't want to see a bunch of CGI. Well, there's a lot of CGI in this movie, but I think <gasps> it's. Uh, Sorry. It's actually like one shot and it's just of dresses, and I thought it looked incredible. Hmm. Maybe I was like having an aneurysm at the time or something, but um, I have some problems with this movie, though, Car, that I'd like okay. to dive into here real quick. Yes, please. It being. <sighs> I don't understand the relationship between this movie and Walt Disney's famed 1961 animated film, 101 Dalmatians, because it doesn't yeah. make any sense whatsoever. But they keep putting little like, huh, like little links, huh, like this is connected to that movie or it has a character from that movie. But none of it's in mm. the right context and none of it makes any sense. And she's like the the hero of this movie. And there's like a part where they're like, did you kill those dogs? And she says, no, I've never killed a dog. Because She has like this British accent the whole time. Mm. I would never kill a dog. But then like at the at, spoilers for the end of Cruella, she gets the Anita and Harold or whatever from the cartoon. <laughs> she gets them Dalmatians. For seemingly no reason. And then, but then the plot of the cartoon is that she's trying to kidnap those dogs to skin them. Yeah. Why did she I get them? I think we have to assume that there's no. Then why do you have the characters from that movie in this movie? Because it's not like they're Money. important to the plot. Money is fun. <laughs> yeah. And this takes place in the 70s, but that movie took place in the 60s. But this takes place before that movie. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Why well, said it in the 70s? It's not like it's leading up to the 80s. You know, 101 Dalmatians. Can I play the flip side here, though? Everybody at leg warmers. Yes. That sounds a million times better than let's remake. They already, did that, Dalmatians. They already did that, though. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather have like, OK, let's just try something else a little bit, at least. What is different about this, I guess? Like, what a, like focusing on her character and like, yeah, they're not they're just it sounds like they're just not but, committing fully to like, OK, this is 101 Dalmatians, which I'd rather have them do that than like, here's the live action Lion King. It would. I, yeah, I guess. But it, I, I feel like I'm an angry Internet commenter <laughs> or something. But like this has nothing to do with Cruella DeVille's character. Yeah. Because in this movie, she's like the good guy and she doesn't kill dogs and she's like just good at fashion design, you know? Well, okay. So then it's some person wanted to make a movie about a fashion designer, but 
The only mm. way you can do that is if I don't it's buy that for a second. I don't buy that for a second. Somebody thought I'm going to make a movie where Emma Stone is like a evil sort of evil like yeah. fashion designer, and then this was like the the platform for that. I don't. Well, I think it's like they have a they were inspired by something, and the only way to make something happen is who made it. Before That's I depressing. Go too much uh, Money did. <laughs> is it just called Cruella? It's yeah. just called Cruella. Yeah. yeah. Craig. Oh, I know that name. Gillespie. Gillespie. Sure. I don't know what else he did. I was expecting it to be more like the Sex Pistols, the movie or something. Like, I feel like that was the marketing. Yeah. Was like, I mean, that would be great, work. but they had to make it like. Sort of for kids, I would imagine. Right? You could you could have it be fun. I guess it's fun. Like I, I'm, I don't know. It's fine. It's like yeah, a fine. It's probably one of the best animated or like live action Disney movie adaptations I've seen. Okay, but that is not a high bar, and I don't have a lot of positive feelings about this movie coming out of it. Other than that, it was like competent. Yeah, he like yeah, he made Itania. Like sure. yeah, I don't know. I I feel. I don't know, but then it's also that thing. Like, why does everyone who makes a good movie have to like right. then make a right, 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 right? <sighs> I don't know. It's also crazy because it's like exactly the Devil Wears Prada. Like, there's like yeah scenes lifted straight from that movie, and that is like the plot of this movie. And it's but there's like this dumb twist that happens that doesn't really pay off very well. Like. Mm. <laughs> It, this movie just becomes a cartoon itself at some point where it's just like, oh, nonsense is happening now. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, speaking of The Devil Wears Prada, my favorite part about this movie was that there's a man. <laughs> That's uh, it. <laughs> he's like Emma Thompson's second in command. He's not like a butler. He's like a step above that type okay. of thing. But he's like her personal assistant. Every okay. time he would show up on screen, I'd say, oh, my God, it's Stanley Tucci. And I was like, I love you, Stanley Tucci. It's not Stanley Tucci. <laughs> we took a break like halfway through the movie and I came back and Chris was like, uh, that's not Stanley Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta see who it is. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's Mark Strong. Mark Strong. He looks yeah. exactly like Stanley he Tucci. He does. He does. It's freakish. That's funny. Yeah, he does look like Stanley Tucci. Anyway, so that was very uh, that was very depressing. It really put a damper on my enjoyment of Cruella. So. That's very funny. It would have been insane if Tucci decided to do the exact same role again. But it is the same role. It's just not Tucci. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. if he was like, "Yeah, I'll just do that character once more in this right. other movie." Yeah. But my theory was they wrote it for Stanley Tucci, and he said, "Hell no," <laughs> and then they got my truck. Yeah, Tucci's so good. He is. I wish he was in this movie. Yeah. Because there's a flashback where he has hair. This character has hair, and I want to see Stanley Tucci with hair. Oh, that would be fun. Anyway, I don't know. Like, charging $30 for this movie is a nightmare. Yeah, that's insane. I was going to watch it because I thought it was just like I can log in and watch it, but... No, no, no. Alas. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Or you can go to a theater... Yeah, I'm going to go see Quiet Place 2 after this. Oh, my God. I'm excited. Okay. I don't... This, those movies feel like I should just not like them on principle for some reason, having never seen any part of them. Or <laughs> I mean, I just really dislike John Krasinski, but I think he's Same. only in the first five minutes of this one, so hopefully that fares better. 
like hiccups or something and then he's out of the movie or what? Well, he died in the last one. Oh, spoiler. So I think you start with the flashback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, on its face, nothing about Quiet Place Part 2 is appealing to me, I guess. But yeah, I feel like that's a failure of marketing because the marketing just makes it look like an episode of The Walking Dead that like became sentient. And I also think like everyone's seen this movie, so I think it's working. Right. I don't. Well, and you could say the same about Walking Dead, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, there. that's but true. I'm excited to hear what you think, Car. Yeah, I'm excited too. I just I like Emily Blunt so much. I'll sure. pretty much watch whatever she's in. Okay. The Cat yeah. Returns, starring Emily Blunt. <laughs> that would be a challenge, I guess. Car, what are we watching next time? Well, yeah, I got like two different options here. You always do. I know. Okay, no, I know what I'm going to do. Okay. Let's watch First Man. I would love to. Okay, cool. That's been on my Blu-ray shopping list. Oh, I bet that would be a good Blu-ray. Hell yeah. Apparently, there, yeah, some of the sequences in this movie are just like some of the best looking things ever. I might have to. Yeah. Hop over to Pawn America and <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't really have one ready, so I'm kind of like frantically. Oh my god! Uh, how about Ed Wood? What's that? That's Tim Burton's '94 about Ed Wood yes, starring Johnny yes, Depp. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I'm down. Okay, cool, cool. We love Johnny Depp. Well. <laughs> Mm. I love just like the people also ask when you do Google. I search Ed Wood. Second question: Why was Ed Wood so bad? <laughs> I think they're talking about the person. To be yeah, fair. no, I think yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just mean like, uh, are people asking this? I don't. What was yeah. wrong with this guy? Yeah. <laughs> what it car? What do you want it to come up with when people search for Carly? Um. Why was Carly so bad? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>